and welcome to another edition of the Tip-Off. I'm Simon, and joining me this week is Arnov and Chris. How are you guys doing today? Good, Sai. I'm doing great. How are you? Just fine. Enjoying, enjoying all these playoffs going on for the NBA. Full swing of things. Things are starting to seem back to normal, at least in the world of sports. A little bit. Yeah, it's very exciting seeing all these fans uh, throughout the different stadiums. Really miss that part of basketball and sports in general, actually, because last year in the bubble, it seems like a totally different sport than what's happening this year in the playoffs. It sure did. It sort of seemed like plastic banana. And that. Studio basketball. Definitely. Well, shall we get into a write that down for this week, guys? For sure. Let's get into it. Well, let's start it off as we always do with our hit or miss session. It's not as much as last week that came off the board, but we still got a nice amount of predictions to get to. So we will start with Ethan this week. Ethan said that Governor Tim Walz, the governor of Minnesota, will lighten some COVID restrictions in Minnesota by June 1st. Not really for sure what restrictions were lightened, but I can tell. What do you mean? He got rid of the mask mandate. I can can tell that some did (laughs) because I do not need to. Be wearing a mask now, which is very nice. One a quick, quick, quick little fact. You know, when they got rid of the mask mandate, they were all consternating, like, oh, I don't know if we should be doing this because we're still third highest in COVID. Well, since they've gotten rid of the mask mandate, like the same thing with many states that have gotten rid of the mask mandates, Minnesota is now 20th in infections. So it seems that it's almost negatively correlated to mask wearing the number of infections, which is kind of, would be kind of an interesting thing for someone to study. You're saying there's less infections now that we don't wear masks. It's just a fact. We were number three in the country in infections when, I mean, even relative to the other States in the country. So this isn't just because time passed. Doesn't that have have to do with the vaccine? Getting vaccinated. (laughs) Well, oh, sure, but but in other states in the country, people are getting vaccinated too. But when when we had the mask mandate, we ranked number three, like the we're the third worst state for for uh, infections. And since we dropped the mask mandate, we're twentieth. So, and that's that's relative to other states. So, it, you know, that's that's what's interesting about it. It can't so I mean if if you were just assuming that more time has passed and more people are vaccinated, you'd think we'd still be higher than other states. Because they're doing they're getting vaccinated too. Or maybe Minnesota is just really getting vaccinated compared to other states. Doubt it. Yeah, we don't know the rate of vaccination. Yeah, we don't, but we do know they they we're starting to bribe people to get vaccinated now, so <laughs> That is, <laughs> that is true. 
I would, I would, for anyone out there debating getting the vaccine, I would definitely wait until you can get a chance to win a million dollars or something. Well, we had the stupidest, like, stupidest governor of all time because he didn't. He said, well, "Here's, here's your bribe, but you know if this doesn't work, we're gonna up it." So everyone's just waiting. <laughs> it's such a contrast, though, because um, in nations that are more populated, like India, for example, the vaccine is taxed, so it's actually higher than the cost of production too. That's insane. But that's that is uh, that is uh, quintessentially why government is evil because they need a piece of everything, and you're just their slave to give it to them. In regards to the current Indian government, I have to agree. Well, I doubt there's very many governments throughout history that you can find that where that's not the case. And there is Chris. You can find his poli sci classes. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to our hit or miss session. So Ethan got that one right. That, that's a, a one pointer, by the way. One point prediction there. Rightfully. Rightfully. Yeah. It should be less. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Arnov. You said that. Both the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics would be swept in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Stupid Tatum, huh? Had to go out I'm and drop mad. 50. I'm not mad. <laughs> it was a great game. <laughs> had to go out and drop 50 and win a game there. Otherwise, you would have had a nice little parlay there come off the board correctly for you. But the Heat did get swept. Celtics lost, uh, or Celtics won a game. So that's why that prediction is incorrect. But you also said that the Boston Celtics would play against the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. And to go along with that, you said that the Boston Celtics would win in seven games. Like we just said, Boston got eliminated to the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. And so they can no longer play Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals. And finally, Arnav, you said that Jason Tatum will average over 30 points per game in the NBA playoffs this season. Just hit the mark, barely. 30.6. Yeah. Wow. And that was a three-point play prediction, so congrats there on a three-pointer. Needed it. Yep. Yes, he did. Chris, we'll go. We'll head over to you. You said that Marco Andretti will win the Indy 500 this year. He took 19th place. At least he finished. <laughs> Did you watch the Indy 500 by chance? Unfortunately, I did not because I did want to see the Bitcoin car, but I heard it led the race for for quite a while. Yeah, and then it dropped, huh? I'm not sure what happened. Just like Bitcoin. I think I, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but, Chris, you did recover pretty well this week. You said... 
that the Minnesota Wild would lose in the first round of the NHL playoffs this season. And you said that the Minnesota Wild would play in a game seven in the first round of the playoffs this season. And those were both two-pointers. So four-point week for you there. Excellent. Finally, we'll get to me. I said that the Minnesota Wild would make the Western Conference Finals this year. Lost in the first round, like we just said. However, I did say that there would only be one sweep in the first round of the NBA playoffs this season. That was lucky. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, Joel Embiid got injured. Well, I should rephrase that. Um, No, I think you said what you meant. (laughs) Luckily, the Wizards won because Joel Embiid got injured in that game, uh, game four. And we're able to pull out a win there for the last sweepable team to not be swept. But the only team that was swept was the Miami Heat, thanks to the Milwaukee Bucks. So two-point prediction there. And I said that the Minnesota Wild would lose in game seven this year. That was also a two-point prediction. So, as it looks now, shooting percentage leaders, Ethan is still on top. Uh, he is 7-for-11 on the season after going 1-for-1 one one this week. He's shooting 64%. I am in second place. I'm shooting 34%, which is 14-for-41 after a 2-for-3 week. Chris, you're you're in third right now. You're shooting 13 for 48, which is 27% on the season after also a two for three week. Arnov, you're fourth right now in the percentage leaders. You're shooting 10 for 45 on the season after a one for three week, which is 22%. And the guest predictions are rounding out the uh, the leaderboard shooting one for seven on the season, which is fourteen percent. Well, at least I'm better than the gas. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, it's a long season still. Yeah, look, let's, look, let's look at where I was a couple. Here. Look, look at where I was a couple weeks ago. I was worse than the guests currently are. <laughs> the points. I am on, or Chris, you and I are still tied after both having four-point weeks. We have 32 points. Arnav, you are in third after a three-point week. You got 21 points. Ethan is fourth. He got one point this week, so that makes his total 13 points on the season. And once again, the guests are rounding out the leaderboards. With two points after zero points this week. I have 21 points with 21%. You should call me Russell Westbrook. 22%. (laughs) Russ is even worse, though. His percentage would be more like the guest predictor's percentage. I saw a stat line last game was like 3 for 19. 3 for 19. 21 boards and 14 rebounds. Like, how does that happen? And 19 points. 
Yeah, I mean he he's an insane. I mean if stat if stats were how good you were, he's the best player ever to play. <laughs> I cannot argue with that. Russell Wilson, if there's one thing he can do is I mean Russell Westbrook. If there's one thing Russell Westbrook can do, it's put up stats. Mr. Triple Double. But I mean, we... it's interesting. Is he that good? I mean, it's not like he's not sharing the ball. He's just hogging it. It's not like he's not hustling. Um, is he? Is he one of the best players in the NBA? He's certainly better than some point guards in the NBA, like Kemba Walker, for example, who just sucks. <laughs> But there it is, the salty Celtics fan. <laughs> Can we please get rid of his contract? He sucks so much. Yeah, trade him for John Wall. I think well, I think I think John Kemba Wall. just got got rid of the, got rid of the coach and the GM. They <laughs> <laughs> signed him. Yeah, that's uh, breaking news today. Brad Stevens is going to be promoted, I guess, to pres- uh, president of basketball operations. To uh... I did not see that coming. So, um, but back to Ross, I think he's better than John Wall. I think he's better than Kemba. I think he's better than Markel. Is he better than Colin Sexton? Yes. Kobe White. You hear the funny thing they said yes. about Sexton? What did they say? So the news is this broke uh, earlier in the season, like halfway through the season or something. But some NBA players on opposing teams, whenever they play the Cleveland Cavaliers, trash talk the other players when Sexton has the ball, saying, you know he's not going to pass it to you. <laughs> did you hear that? I did. <laughs> That's funny. But you can continue with your list, Arnov. I'll tell you who else Westbrook is better than Schroeder, who was 0 for 9 with zero points yesterday as the second option for the Lakers. Very rough outing for Dennis Schroeder and, and the Los Angeles Lakers in general, actually. I heard LeBron walked out on it. <laughs> yep. He left with like five minutes it was left bad. in the game. It was bad. They were down like 30 before halftime. Oh, yeah. It was like 60, 60 to 30 or something. Yeah, like 66, 36. I know I was about to turn on the game, and then I saw the score, and I was like, oh, this isn't even worth it. I'm just going to keep watching this Damian Lillard performance, who was not human yesterday. Godly was. Well, I mean, his team sucked. As you saw by Robert Covington missing two dunks down the stretch there. CJ stepping out of bounds. CJ stepping out of bounds. And nobody else making a shot. One for 19 in overtime, or since Dame, Damian Lillard hit that first three to send it to overtime. All the other Blazers on the team, one for 19 since that shot. Damian Lillard, 20 points since that shot. Crazy. Damon Tatum should team up. 
I saw a thing right before we hopped on the pod here. It said Luca is good, but the Mavs sucked. His team sucks. Dame is good, but the Blazers suck. And it was a Mavericks, uh, Mavericks dude who tweeted this out. He said, I got the solution. Bring Dame to Dallas. Fixes everything. Better solution for the NBA is why isn't the NBA quit stacking teams? I mean, you know, it's, it's just, I know they're just, they're letting the players do what they want, but it's not really, you know, what if all the teams just, you know, had who they drafted and they stayed on the teams and, you know, we kind of had a league. Maybe there'd be a trade every once in a while, but none of this, like, oh, let's all go to this team and then we'll be good. Welcome to 2021 NBA there for you, Chris. Yeah. And I don't think think, it's going to get any better. I think a way to, like, influence that indirectly would be to have tighter restrictions on how many picks you can trade. Hmm. They already got quite quite a restriction. Yeah, but, like, how many picks does Brooklyn have now? Right. Not a lot, <laughs> but they are, in prime, number but they are in prime position to win an NBA Finals, so I guess that's your trade-off. Sacrifice your future for winning now. Which they've done before. With... Yeah, they did it before and then yeah. failed and went down. Which is interesting because I saw... The Nets' former GM said that that move was made so they could get KD in the future. That is just fault. Nobody had – no, I just refuse to believe that someone was looking that far in the, into the future. Yeah, Bobby Marks? Well, they could have they – he could have meant Durant's first free agency too when, when he went to Golden State. That's what I think he might have meant. Well, that might be because he was actually probably GM at the time. So, just what I saw, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, kind of interesting. But should we get into write that down for this week? Yep, for sure. All right, Chris, we'll start with you. I say Colorado Avalanche make the Stanley Cup Finals. Make or win? Make. All right. They they're looking like the best team in hockey right now, or one of the best teams in hockey, I should say. They're one of the best, yeah. But I'll give this a two. I'm just gonna give it a two. I have no idea. <laughs> I appreciate that about you, Arno. Thank you. <laughs> so you get a two for that prediction, Chris. Arno, we'll head. We'll head over to you for your first prediction. For my first prediction, I'm going to say that Justin Herbert will throw for at least 4,000 yards, Ooh. 35 touchdowns, and maintain a 3-to-1 touchdown to interception ratio. Justin Herbert will throw for over 4,000 yards. And 35 touchdowns. Hmm. And have a touchdown interception ratio, 3-to-1. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a, a three, 
because there's something called a sophomore slump. And I think he'll suffer from that. People will figure him out. He surprised everyone last year. There'll be no surprises this year. Or maybe he's just really good. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> Off the record, I think he finishes top five in MVP voting. Oh, add it in for I'm the four. No way. <laughs> add it in for the four. No, I know I you like your four-point plays. Yeah, and look at my percentage. <laughs> oh for 13. <laughs> or oh for 14, actually. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick to my my original prediction. Yeah, I'll give this a 3-2. I mean, they're, they're not um, impossible numbers to get to whatsoever, but I would say that 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns is an above-average quarterback. You think? <laughs> yeah, I do think. So I'll give this a 3 also. Where did Kirk Cousins, how many passing yards did he have last year? I'm not 100% sure, but I would say. In the 3,000s? 3,000 to 4,000. I don't think he had 4,000. It's a 5,000 mark that only a couple people make. Right, but for Viking quarterbacks, not very many have made 4,000 either. Mm. Oh, he actually had 4,200 yards. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is God, and I'm making a new prediction now. Well, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> they're not they're not impossible stats to get, but it's an above-average quarterback, which I think Kirk Cousins is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he's top half of the league quarterback. I don't know if that says a lot. He, he's an above-average, overpaid quarterback. That's how I like to put it. But we'll head over to me for my first prediction after I know I've got a three for that Justin Herbert prediction. For my first prediction, write this down. Leandro Balmero, Wolves' first-round pick from last year, will be on the Wolves roster by the first game of the 2021-2022 NBA season. Starting Ross? Mm. So he will be a part of the Wolves. And this is a Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Well, I would say this is kind of a I mean I'm trying trying to help you out here, so I just you know and this is yeah. kind of a of a parlay that the Wolves won't keep their first round draft pick. Because I think if they keep the first round draft pick, he will not be on the Wolves next year. Uh well, yeah, but I think I think it's not for sure either way because there's a lot of pieces that have to happen. The Wolves might not even have enough cap room to sign him to a deal, first of all. Second of all, he'll probably have to – well, he'll have to be bought out by his current organization. I believe it's in Spain. He has to actually buy and, out yeah, his own and contract. He, and he'll have to pay money towards that buyout, so – He'll have to be willing to pay some money there so he can come over. And like you said, the Wolves might end up just retaining their pick. And so 
that process might be put off for another year while they have him finish out his Spanish career, Spanish basketball career. But I still will give this a two. So I kind of think he'll be there an extra two. I'll give it a three. Optimistic Chris strikes again. So we'll math, math monster Ethan decide. He'll give it a one. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a 2.5. <laughs> so that's a math two. wizard Ethan. 2.5 <laughs> awaiting Ethan's rating for that prediction. We will head over back to you, Chris, for your second prediction. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go wolves here. I'm going to say that they will retain their first round pick this year. It's already on the board. Just that exact prediction. So I, I, believe, I believe you already made that prediction. I think I made that they will get the first overall pick. But maybe I've already made all the predictions I can possibly make. <laughs> how about I do remember the, Wolves? the first overall. How about the Wolves will land the second overall pick this year? <laughs> <laughs> and draft Jalen Suggs. Right. And draft Jalen Suggs. Yes. So are you changing it to that? Yeah, I'm going to up it. Here, I'm going to check really quick just to make sure that you haven't made that prediction or you've made the prediction. Don't blame me, though, for influencing your prediction again. Okay, this is all you. I'll only blame it if it, if it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, you already have. The Wolves will keep their 2021 first-round pick. Okay. Made that back in February. Okay, so that's basically predicting the third overall pick. Or any of the picks, but this one will be the second pick specifically with a Jalen Suggs draft prediction. I'll give it a three. You got to change the player, though, because if they get two, they're going to take Mobley. Well, I don't have to because I'm that, that, then, then you rate it, rate it, rate it as you, as you must. All right, even though I feel like you lowballed me on my prediction i'll give you a four for this one so a 3.5 awaiting ethan's rating for that prediction we'll head back over to arnoff for your second prediction i also have a wolf's prediction but it's a parlay i'm gonna say when the club that the new york knicks will not make the playoffs next season but the minnesota timberwolves will Ooh, that is a parlay. I should give this a two because you guys seem high on the Wolves making the playoffs. Well, there's the other part of the prediction that's saying the oh, four seed. Chris, lot- Chris knows all too well about Tom Thibodeau's track record. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna give this a three because it's a parlay. Two things have to happen. Neither of which are really likely. Uh. I mean, they're not unlikely, but they're not that likely. Well, I can definitely see the Knicks missing the playoffs because... I mean, it could happen. I don't know how they got the four seed this year. And they're playing like they don't know how they got the four seed either. Another year. Yeah. It's wrapped like And I think that um, Julius Randle is going to take a huge dip next year or not a huge dip but i think he's gonna dip 
just based off his um, playoff, his playoff. I think he's gone back to his uh, original form in this playoffs. I think mm-hmm. it was a fluky year for him. Maybe he's just, just burned out. Tip it over and I just out. think teams are actually scouting him because they're in the playoffs now. Right. And you have to beat somebody every night, not just that one night you're in town. He's shooting 27% from the field. Terrible. Maybe it's just a bad matchup for him. Except in the regular season, he averaged 37 a game against the Hawks. Mm. However, they were missing DeAndre Hunter for, I think, most of those games, if not all, against the uh, Knicks. The Hawks were missing DeAndre Hunter, which is debatably their best defender. So I think that he might have an effect on why Julius Randle is not shooting as well as he had been this season. Tibbs is on TV right now being interviewed, COVID style. It's <laughs> if he doesn't have a mask on. Huh? Michael Porter Jr. should have been most improved player. But for your – Julius Randle. Oh, that's right, yeah. But for your prediction, Arnov, I'm going to give it a two. Okay, we'll let Ethan decide. Yep, 2.5. But we'll head over back to me for my second prediction. I'm going to stay with the NBA theme here, but venture off the Timberwolves track. Write this down. The winner of the Nets versus Bucks series will win the NBA Finals. Mm. Whoever wins Nets versus Bucks will win the NBA Finals. Well, basically, that's gonna like win. predicting the Nets gonna are going to win. <laughs> are the Nets going to beat the Bucks though? They're not. Okay, so you're picking. That. You're picking what we got. We got uh, probably like, well, realistically, we've got nine or ten teams left in the tournament, and you're picking two of them. So, and saying one's going to win the championship. So that's minimal 20%. And, but then you think pick two of the, be- the two best teams left, pro- arguably. So, I mean, they I'll still give this a go two, though. Philly. Yep. I'll get this in two. I think I'm going to give it a two. I'm sorry. So that is a two-point prediction there. We'll head back to you, Chris, for your third and final prediction. Okay. I'm going to go soccer, as we say in, in the United States. Football. El football Football elsewhere. Elsewhere. Football de Americano. No, that's they would say in Espanol. Oh yeah, no, that you're right. Football day everywhere else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I predict that the 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 uh, whatever you want to call them, the Minnesota United Loons? team w- will win that will win the MLS championship this year. Do you have? Uh... Have they started their season yet? They have. I don't. I, I think they're doing pretty well, but I don't think it's you know it's nothing as, great. 
but but you know by by Minnesota sports standards, they're doing all right. Like everyone in Minnesota does, they do all right. Well, actually, they don't. Most of the teams suck. Except the soccer team's been pretty good in the past few years, haven't they? Well, they had an okay year last year. I thought they they were one game away. They were one game away from the championship. Yeah. Right? Something like that. Or maybe even in the championship. Did they make it? I don't know. I feel like they might have lost in the championship. To Seattle? Okay. Maybe. Well, anyway, that's my prediction. Take it for what it's worth. Um, I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three, too. So, nice little three-point opportunity for you there, Chris. Uh, Take it. Arnov, we'll head back to you for your third and final prediction this week. I'm going to come back to Jason Tatum. I'm going to say. You got to. Mr. Superstar, right, Chris? Yeah, he, he's a superstar. There it is. Sound the alarms. Chris has finally come to the re- realization. It's only can you play the, what, three or sound from him to make you yeah. realize that? In the playoffs, that's that's all right. That, that, that's the things that superstars do. So I'm going to say that he will be top five in points per game next season. He was at 10 this season. I'm saying he jumped at least five spots. Do you have the uh, – or what was the fifth player's points per game this year? Was it like 26, uh, 27? 28. 28? Giannis was 28. So he will pass Giannis. <laughs> Seems likely. Not necessarily, but I right, let me list who, who finished above him. Steph, Bradley Beal, Dame, Embiid, Giannis, Luca, Levine, Zion, and Kyrie. And he tied with Donovan Mitchell and Jokic. Mm. Well, Chris. What are you gonna, I'm, gonna give the, I'm still gonna give this a three. Even though he probably should get based on scoring fifty points every game in the playoffs or something. I will take it. Yeah, I'm teetering on a two or a three, but I think I'm going to go three here just because I don't know how that new coaching system is going to work out. And if they trade them, no, I don't think they'll do that. <laughs> but let's see. We got to see the point per game um, production when he's got uh, Jalen Brown back too for hopefully a whole season there. Did you know that the Celtics did not have an empty injury list for any at any point in the season? Yeah, they had a lot. Of, they had a lot of COVID uh, problems. What was that? What was that Tatum inhaler thing you sent me? Uh, I think it said Jason Tatum's best teammate this playoffs was his inhaler. That is, that's pretty funny. <laughs> is he have asthma? No, ever since oh. ever since he's been sidelined with COVID, he's had to use an inhaler. Hmm. Seems kind of suspicious that he starts getting fifty point games and stuff after he huffing stuff on the sideline. Yeah, I gotta check what's in that inhaler. Right. Is it prescribed by uh Danny Ainge? Is that why he got fired? Hmm. Pro- protecting a bigger scam. For sure. <laughs> but Nice three-point opportunity for you on that prediction, Arnov. 
For my final prediction, write this down. Damian Lillard and or CJ McCollum. So Damian Lillard and or CJ McCollum will not be on the Portland Trailblazers by the start of the next season, 2021-22 season. Mm. I, I literally had CJ getting traded right now. I was going to say Dame, but... That's risky. Yeah, that's why I had to throw in CJ. Why would you trade Damian Lillard if you had him as your the player on your team? Because I think this is based on if they win or if they lose in the first round this year. I think they might blow it up then. Because the team is built to win now. They don't really have a lot of draft or good draft assets or anything. Or trade chips. And they traded their best trade chip away, with other than Dame or CJ, which was, I believe, Gary Trent Jr. And Norman Powell is going to be a free agent this season. Or, yeah, this offseason. I think Powell's been good for them, though. Yeah, I don't think they'll have enough money to re-sign him, though. Or... They won't want to re-sign him for the money he's going to ask. How much does C.J. McCollum get paid? He'll get paid somewhere. C.J. McCollum. How much does he get paid? What's his contract? I can look it up. It is Guesstimate. four for 106, so 26 a, a year. 20, 26 and a half a year. So nearly 27 mil a year, but... He'll earn 29 mil base salary for next or this so season. It makes sense to trade him. Dame's going to make 50 million 24, 25 season. He should just stay. He should. That's a lot of money. Well, he should. Well, if they trade him, he's going to still get that money. Yeah, well. Just for the Knicks. He's one of the few players that's probably worth that. What ten dollars a minute? Yeah, I just watched. Uh, Did you see him last night? The Atlanta Hawks. Just... <laughs> oh, yeah, but Damian Lillard and or CJ. Who got Damian. tackled? Who, who's uh, on Barrett? RJ Barrett. He got tackled, or he tackled? No, somebody. Well, they didn't tackle him. They, they were trying to do a polite foul, but it almost looked more like they it looked like they almost injured him. Maybe now he can shoot better from the field. No, he, he did free throws, and he, I think he was zero for two. So, God. RJ Barrett sucks compared to, like, Zion and Ja. Yeah, that's why he was third. Or fourth Tyler or Hero should have gone third, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, not Jared Culver. <laughs> but Damian Lillard and or CJ McCollum will not be on the Trailblazers by the start of next season. Right, I'll still give this a three. Yeah, I'll give it a three. So to round out, round out, write that down for this week. I get a three-point play opportunity there. We're going to take a little break and then come back and talk about the NBA playoffs. Welcome back 
to the tip-off. Once again, I am joined this week by Chris and Arnov, and we are here to talk about some NBA playoff first-round matchups that we have witnessed so far in the playoffs this year. The first round is nearing its end, so let's talk about what we've seen from each matchup. Let's start with the 1-8 in the West, which was which is the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis jumped out to that uh, game one victory, 1-0 lead in the series, but Jazz answered back and are now up 3-1 with a chance to close out the Grizzlies uh, is no that Mitchell game that game. tonight. Yep, it just started. No Mitchell tonight? No, uh, no Mitchell or game they won, but the Grizzlies game just started. Got it. Yep. So, in all likelihood, that game should, or that series should come to an end tonight. And the Utah Jazz, by, or at least I think, will take a 4 1 series uh, win and play either the Dallas Mavericks or the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, unless uh, we see an upset here from either the Lakers or. The Blazers. Both seem unlikely at this point. I believe that's how it works in the NBA. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I think so. But Arnav. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, no, no, no. I I was going to move on. So if you got a question for Arnav about this, then by all means. Uh, What have you liked from the Jazz in this series so far? And do you think that they only lost that game because Donovan Mitchell was out? For sure. They look like a completely different team with Donovan Mitchell. And they shoot so much better. Yeah, my, my takeaway from game one of that series was just the Jazz could not hit shots. And when you're not hitting shots like you're accustomed to hitting them, you're more likely going to lose than if you're hitting those shots. Mostly three-pointers because the Jazz have been a really good three-point shooting team this season. Is John Morant the best player in this series? No. Donovan he's playing like it. No, he's not. Have you seen Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, I mean, th- there's a nice picture of him. He's <laughs> yeah. a handsome guy, but I mean, <laughs> who's better basketball player? Donovan Mitchell. I mean, John ja- ja Morant set that record for most points, or second most points. He didn't set a record. But he now has the second most points in his first two playoff appearances. I believe he had like 73 or something with that 47-point game, game two, where they lost, first loss of that series for him. How do you how do you like how Rudy Gobert has been playing during this series, Arnoff? I think he's an intimidator near the rim. That's all he does for them. Do you think that he has to play better for them to win in future series, assuming they win tonight, and go on to play a tougher second-round matchup and then possibly even a third-round matchup in the Western Conference Finals? Who do they match up in the second round after they win? Who do they match up against? Well, I believe if the Lakers win, it's going to be the Lakers. Gobert gets all of his points off the pick-and-roll. So, like, if they play the Lakers... I think he's going to suck. I can tell you who they won't play. They won't play the Nuggets or the Jet or the Suns. 
But depending on how the playoff bracket falls in the West, they'll be playing either the Clippers, which seems most likely at this point, the Dallas Mavericks, the Portland Trailblazers, or the Los Angeles Lakers. It's fair. <laughs> um, I was just yeah. thinking about this. Based on how crappy you know, the, the bottom seven, eight teams are, and then they had a play-in on top of that. But the NBA might be better off giving the first first place team in each league a bye and just having six teams from each conference in the playoffs. Six other or uh, six teams aside from no. or six first round matchups? You mean? No, to have two first round matchups and give the top team in each the top, your top two teams in each. Bye. Still, kind of do what the NFL does with the uh, top. Yeah, just have six teams from each conference in the playoffs. I think they're more likely to expand the playoffs than despand the playoffs. I guess. Seems crazy. I mean, there's way too many. these for this first round of the playoffs is. Well, like especially this year, you can't say that the eight seeds are crappy because the Lakers are an eight seed and they look crappy, but AD's out. Yeah, and I think that the NBA has so much um, talent in it right now that every playoff team has uh, one or two guys that can take over games and win a game, uh, win at least one game in any given night. I guess I guess it's why, why have a season to, to boil it down to two-thirds of the teams. Here's the easy answer. Money. Maybe the right answer too. It, it probably is. the the more The more high stake playoff games they have, or not even high stake, but the more exciting playoff games they have, the more revenue they can generate, and the league is going to go for that ten out of ten times. I think I think it'd be fair to say the more playoff games they have, but yeah, to call is exciting. Um. Yeah. I, I mean. It's exciting when you see the Memphis Grizzlies upset the Jazz. Not as exciting as the Lakers Golden State play again. That was a good game, I hear. That <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch it. I forgot about it. <laughs> but Chris, what do you like um, from the Grizzlies in this series that you've seen? I, so I like John Morant. Period. And I like that they beat them. I was hoping they would uh, pull the whole upset in the series, but it's the NBA. That just doesn't happen. I forgot yeah. you were rooting for them to win the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. The the Grizzlies or John Morant has definitely proven that, or maybe not proven, but has been put into the conversation that maybe New Orleans made the wrong pick. There was Zion, number one. He's, I'd say that, no. I'd say that he's throughout the series. He's proven that he's as good, if not better, than Zion. Absolutely, child. And do and do injuries play a factor? Of course they do. Have you seen Ja play? I'm scared he's gonna get injured every game. <laughs> <laughs> 
that is totally true, but he hasn't and Zion has, so there's a difference there, I guess. You and cannot ja- look at John Moran play and say it doesn't look like Derrick Rose. That's a fair comparison. Very fair. It's a good comparison, actually. He'll probably be MVP and huh. he was on a decent team. Slow the roll on the MVP. I wouldn't say he'll, he'll probably be an MVP. Would I be surprised if he won or was in the NBA MVP conversation next year? Uh, not really. But it still would be surprising if he won it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But I definitely think that he could turn into a definitely a top five point guard in the league, but maybe even a top five player down the line, down his career. If he can no develop doubt. develop his outside shot some more, and he's got and stay healthy is the biggest key there because he's got a crazy amount of athleticism. He really wants to dunk and go bare. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I think right. he's made it his own personal little mission there. All right, and so we all believe that the Jazz are going to close out this series. Absolutely. All right, let's transition over to the 2-7 matchup, which is an intriguing matchup with the Suns and the Lakers in the Western Conference there. But the Suns didn't feel good about drawing the Lakers. Yeah, but if I'm a Suns fan, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Anthony Davis goes out with that groin injury, and I don't think that if he returns for game six, which is still up in the air, I doubt he'll be 100%. Actually, I'm 99% sure he'll he'll not be 100% for the uh, for game 6. And so what do you what do you think we're going to see from the Lakers here in game 6 in a in an elimination game for LeBron there. Never lost in the LeBron, first round. I think I think LeBron will pull it out. Game six. So you think we're going to see a game seven there? I do. I think the Suns close it out. They better. Uh, yeah, what What do you think the keys for the Suns are to close out the series? Arnoff? Make sure Chris Paul doesn't retweak his shoulder. Get the ball to Booker early in the shot clock. Yeah, Booker's been amazing in his first playoff series. Don't let Aiden pick up three fouls in the first quarter. Eight, yeah, I think Aiden is the biggest question mark here for the um, for the Suns because he's been a monster in the playoffs so far, and I think that's a big reason why they have a three-two advantage right now. And was the biggest question mark going into the series was whether the Phoenix Suns could handle the big lineup from the Lakers that the Lakers were going to throw out because the Suns really don't have anyone to throw at uh, Anthony Davis and dare I say it, Andre Drummond. Which they don't when Aiden is on off the court, like their defense just sucks. So So, Zai, would you put your money on the Suns in the next game here? (sighs) 
it's tough. <laughs> I, I told I told myself to not not bet against LeBron, but LeBron has not been looking like LeBron. I think he's still got lingering injury issues, whether it's his ankle or his eye. No, I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't answer the question. I, I blame the last dance. He is. Uh, What's the answer to the question? Do I think the Suns are going to pull it out? Would you, would you put your money on the Suns? Honestly, I would, especially if Anthony Davis is not going to be 100%. For the series, I think the Suns will close it out. I think we but... just we just lock Game Six for the Lakers right now, people. No, oh, do you mean will they close it out tonight? Because I think that it will go to Game Seven. Okay, but I think the Suns will win in seven. So, Chris, you think the Lakers win in seven? I think the Suns mm-hmm. win Game Six, close it out, and Simon thinks the Suns win in Game Seven. All right, we got it. Three-way little. Uh competition going on here and, and no no business no business here picking the lakers in this one though after the way they looked the other night though but that's why i'm saying it but you're because sticking with lebron chris it's with lebron it's just it's lebron and if lebron isn't lebron anymore then we'll find out he did say he'll never be a hundred percent or he yeah. doesn't think he'll ever be a hundred percent again which he said is, he was going to be 99.9%. Well, it's still a very interesting series, and we'll see if the Suns can close it out tonight or if we'll be seeing a Game 7 in the first round here. So let's head over to the 3-6 matchup, which <clears> is <throat> the Denver Nuggets versus the Portland Trailblazers. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, Damian Lillard, 55 points. 12 for 17 from three. The 12 threes is a playoff record. What do you think is going to happen here, Chris? Nuggets um, hold a 3-2 lead right now in the series. I would love to see Portland take out the Nuggets. And if it wasn't, you know, I, I, would, I would have said Portland's going to pull it out, but they didn't win that game last night, so. Uh, you can't really play much better than Damian Lillard play. <laughs> right. So you got to believe that uh, Nuggets are going to pull out this series, and that's just going to be the way it is. Yeah, and the shots Dame was hitting last night was borderline impossible. In the why did why did he quit just throwing up his wicked weird shots there in the third overtime though? I mean, I know they were trying to take, take the ball away from him, but his but he didn't even try. Hurting. I don't know. I think it's bad. It's like he missed from... he missed one shot and then he just he never shot again. I don't think. Yeah, like Ryan Rousseau said, let this Dame performance be another reminder that when older generations talk about how tough their league was. And no one made shots like these guys today. The shot making evolution is so far beyond what was going on in the 80s and 90s. Back. Yes. So it's a it's definitely a different league from the 80s and 90s with all these um, three points. But as Trent Tucker shot. said, if, if someone was shooting like that back in his day, they'd take him out. <laughs> but should they? 
Well, I mean, that, that's an argument for the ages. I mean, that's still how hockey is. If you watch the Wilds last game against the Golden Knights, they took out their two best defensemen and, and they won the game. Imagine that. So you're thinking defense still would have prevailed in the end? Well, I mean, I'm thinking when you take out two of the best players on another team and injure them in the first <laughs> period of a hockey game or basketball, yeah, you, you increase your odds of winning. All right. And we have the Jokic part of this series, too, who put up 38 points last night in the win. The likely MVP, what have you liked from him so far in the series on off? From Jokic? Yep. I honestly think um, Portland has no one to guard him. He, of well, course, he's a great well, passer. Let me, let me stop you there really quick. Don't say Nurkic. Just don't. Mm, Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic. But Nurkic falls out. Every game. Every game. And then they have to throw. Covington. Well, they tried to throw Canner on him last night, but. Then they gave up on that, and guess who started guarding him? Carmelo Anthony. And give me Jokic 10 out of 10 times when guarded by Carmelo Anthony. Or Covington. Or Nurkic, honestly. I mean, no one's going to stop him. Nurkic has the best chance to. But he is... He is just a foul, uh, a hack, as we like to call, as we like to call people, and cannot seem to stay in the game. So, I know if what's your what's your series prediction? What's going to happen here? Game six in Portland. Portland has to win to stay in. I really can't. Happen? I really can't tell who's going to win the series. So you think it's but going seven? I think it's going seven. I do too. I'm I'm picking the Nuggets. All right. I th- I I think the Nuggets have a better chance of winning, definitely. But I can't go against Portland, so I'll take Portland. If you all take Dallas, I mean Denver. You got them. <laughs> we just need the other pieces of the puzzle to come to come come to the game next time. Not just Dame putting up fifty five points and no one else being able to hit a shot when they need to. Finally, let's get to the four five matchup here which is Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Los Angeles Clippers. We saw Dallas jump out to the early 2-0 series lead with amazing games from Luka Doncic. But then we saw Kawhi Leonard become superhuman and basically put put the Clippers on his back and clawed back to tie up the series 2-2. Chris? The game is tipping off right now. Uh, How do you see the series going, Chris? 
man, I think I I think it's still a toss up. I really do. I I know I know you the the momentum favors the Clippers and the talent probably fails the favors the Clippers, but the Clippers often fail the Clippers too. So <laughs> and. I think the biggest question for this series is how healthy is Luka Doncic going to be? I think he's kind of old right now. He's got the nerve damage in his neck, which really seemed to affect him in game five. Or game four. Game four, I mean. Game four, nerve damage thing. I don't know. He, He ran into Rondo in game three and didn't has not looked the same since me definitely i just saw him dribbling the ball there to start the game and he he looked like an old man (laughs) yeah so i think that this series definitely hinges on how healthy luka Doncic is but will that be enough to overpower this uh superstars Superstar studded roster that the Clippers have. Who when they when they put it together seemed like it was them and the Clipper er, and them and the Lakers for coming out of the West. I got one quick quick question for you, just observing this game. The Clippers are playing at the Staples Center. Yep. And it appears to me that it's all cardboard people. Didn't the Lakers just play there to a crowd the other night? They do have people. I think it's, it's not a lot of people. Okay. Oh, I but see. I guess I, I do I, see a few people in the front row there. But. I do. I do. I did notice that, and I was wondering the same thing. If <laughs> if the Lakers were able to have more fans than the Clippers were, <laughs> <laughs> it would be kind of funny. But. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think this series is basically over unless we see um, Luka, Don- Luka Doncic just go beast mode these last few games and will the Dallas Mavericks to the second round. How do you see it, Arnoff? I think the Clips are going to win because KP sucks, Okay. Porzingis. Remember, remember what? Yeah, yeah. Remember what we were texting about, and there's this tweet that said, "Luca and KP are like Kobe and Shaq, but Luca is Kobe and Shaq." Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's just true. Yeah, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they're both they're both playing well. Like, they're both shooting above sixty percent. Yeah. From two point right. Paul George has definitely come to silence haters during this season, uh, during this series. And has he though? I think I think the hate is still there. Well for no reason. I mean, yeah, it's for no reason. But Porzingis has definitely been a train wreck of a trade there for what the Dallas Mavericks were hoping to get from him. When they made that trade with the New York Knicks, this season it looked like 
the Knicks won the trade, but then, like, who sucks more? KP or Randall in the playoffs? They didn't trade Randall, though. They trade, yeah, Dennis, they trade Dennis Smith Jr. Who, who's better in the playoffs? Porzingis or Randall? Yeah. Porzingis. It's unbelievably Porzingis. But <laughs> Julius Randall has just been so terrible. It's you can't like it's not saying Porzingis has been good. Well, who's the, who's the better player there you think? Between Randall and Porzingis? Yeah. Injuries come into effect. Porzingis probably. Yeah. I also think Porzingis is going to be asking for more money than he's worth when his contract is up. What's he worth, though? Like a bag of chips? I mean, he'll probably get a $20 million contract, but I would not pay him that much. You should pay him like $20 million every other year. <laughs> so $10 million a year? <laughs> yeah, well... I'd yeah, pay he misses about half the games. Yeah, so we all think the Clippers are going to close yeah, out the series. No, I, 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 yes. I, I'm not there. I'm not there. I, I think they probably will, but I, I well, seeing Doncic run around right now, it looks like they will because he looks like an old man. But I, I, I think this will be. I think it's jury still out on this one. I don't trust the Clippers. Let's just say that. And Just they haven't sure. they haven't given you a lot of reason to trust them either. Cause other than Kawhi, what is that what is that or other than Kawhi and Rondo, I should say. What is that uh what is that roster one? That's a good point. And even with old man Doncic, they're up eleven nine right now. They're up two in like four minutes into the game. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I'm just saying like <laughs> I don't see anything that looks very special about the Clippers right so far here. Now now Are they're they gonna put up like right a hum- now? what? Are they playing a center right now? It's Staples Center, yeah. Are the Clippers playing a, a center like Zuba? A center? No, there's a there's a big, huge, tall dude in for the Boban. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that must be who it is. Yeah, and uh, and he's huge, and they just throw him the ball and he makes a basket. You know, it's like they have nobody even as tall, near as tall as him. Yeah, it's like when you watch kids play and there's a tall kid on one team and no one can stop them. That's what it looks like right now. <laughs> Porzingis could do exactly that. He just doesn't. Yeah, he could, but he, but but this other dude is like twice as tall as Porzingis, or twice as big at least. Well, because Doom is playing better. What? That's hilarious. Well, that rounds out the Western Conference. Let's head over to the Eastern Conference and 
Let's let's speculate on the second round matchups here instead of going over the first round matchups. So we got Hawks versus 76ers. What do you think is going to be Simmons the What do you think the key is for the Hawks to make this a competitive series? Or do you think it's going to be a compet- can be a competitive series at all? Unless Embiid out. How how concerned are you with the MRI results coming back saying Joel Embiid has a partial tear, torn MCL? I'm pretty concerned. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? He's injured. He's their best player. He was an MVP candidate. He would have probably won MVP if he didn't get injured. Yeah, Which they, means he will never win MVP. <laughs> they, list, <laughs> they, they listed him as day-to-day with a partially torn MCL. <laughs> Do you see him sitting out a couple games uh, for the Hawks series? Or do you think that... I think he needs to play. Like, Capella's a beast, apparently. I don't seem too convinced with that. Just, I don't know what's up with NBA players where, like, everybody thinks they're just a top 10 guy in the league. Like, I assure you that Capella thinks he's, he's like, a top three, top five center. You see his quotes about the Knicks? His, like, his post-game interview after the Knicks game. He said the Knicks were trying to be... Oh, yeah. And I, it wasn't I, effective at all. Yeah. I think he said something, uh, like... They're trying to be physical with us, but it's not really working. Yeah, they're going to lose anyway in the series, something like that. Yeah. I think the Hawks are going to take it. You think the Hawks are going to upset the Philly? Against Philly? Yeah, because, I mean, the Hawks are dominating this first-round series, so why would well, they? Well, they? Already, they already won the first-round series. Well, yeah, they, or they dominated. They're playing the Knicks. Yeah. Right, but, but I thought the Knicks were going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week on Write That Down. So, I, so the team that beats <laughs> the team that beats the Knicks um, should be the new favorites for the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> I like your thinking. Especially but you also you also have there. you also have written down that the 76ers will lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. I have that written down. Yep. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to cheer for the 76ers then to lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. Final. <laughs> uh, Arnav, what do, you, think what do you think the, the key is for the Hawks? Or if there is a key for the Hawks? I think they're going to lose because, like, what are they going to do without Trey? And, like, Trey is going to have, like, Simmons on him or Matisse on him, and they're both, like, great defenders. And Trey's short. That is true. Luca, I mean Trey Young is going to see a uh, much tougher matchup here in the second round than he did against the New York Knicks in I'm the not, first round. Not sure people understand much defense Ben Simmons is than Reggie Bullock. Well, Ben Simmons is a top two defender in the league this year. He's a defensive player of the year. Debatably, it's probably going to be Gobert, but. You can speculate. Here's here's the argument, though. Gobert gets killed because he won't step up to the three-point line. Yeah, I know the argument. It's just 
people aren't going to see it like that. People are going to look at the Utah Jazz's defensive rating compared to when he's on the court versus when he's off the court and see that it is so substantial that he makes a huge difference for that uh, Utah Jazz team defensively, and that's why I think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I hope not. But I think we all have, except for our Chris, what's your final thought on this series? Philadelphia lose in the no. Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> not that series. Not that series. <laughs> Philadelphia to win. You think it's going to be competitive or you think Philly's going to handle it pretty easily? I think it's going to be competitive. So we talking six or seven games here? Six or seven. Five games tops. Yeah. I'm leaning more towards what Arnav's saying than it's going to be six or seven. I think Philly is just going to outplay Atlanta, both offensively and defensively. So let's get to the second matchup there in the Eastern Conference second round, which is going to be a good one. You got Milwaukee Bucks versus the Brooklyn Nets. We saw a teaser of this, what, a month and a half ago? month ago with the Bucks playing the Nets in the regular season, and both Durant and Giannis had went off in those games, or in that game, for almost 50 points each, so... What do you what do you see happening in this series, Chris? The the, the Bucks versus the Nets. Yep. I I think I think the Nets are going to win. I mean, the Bucks look good, but I just, I have a hard time thinking the Nets are going to lose this. I think they're just going to come together at the right time and and take the series. Yeah, like like we like, or at least like I've said throughout the the regular season, I think this is a different Bucks team, a very different Bucks team than previous ones that we've seen fail in the playoffs. Now that they've added Drew Holiday as opposed to Eric Bledsoe, I think that's a huge difference. But I do also think that the Dante Divincenzo um season engine season-ending injury is going to play a bigger factor than we might think because there's six fouls to throw at um, Harden and Kyrie there and another body to help defend them. Now they're going to have to lean more on their uh, other reserves to step up and fill in those minutes for DiVincenzo. I'll tell you what effect it's going to have. Brent Forbes is going to get more minutes. He's going to continue torching teams from three. Yeah, but it's also a drop-off defensively. Fair. And I don't think that you can get into a shootout with the Brooklyn Nets. As we saw in that Boston series where Boston could not defend them at all, and it seemed like their only plan was to try to outscore Brooklyn, which took... well. It's Which, hard to guard Kevin Durant when every possession 
he gets switched on by Jabari Parker. Like, yeah, like we said, they, they didn't have anyone to defend, so they just had to try to outscore him, and it literally took Tatum having the best game of his career to defeat them. Versus now, KD has Giannis on him. Yep. Who can actually block his shots. Not mm-hmm. only affect, but block his shots. Yep, and then Basically, you have Drew Holiday to throw at either Kyrie or Harden. Who is arguably the best perimeter defender in the league behind maybe ben, ben Simmons. Yeah. Do you still have confidence in the Nets to pull out the series, or you think it's going to... I think the Bucks are winning. Oh, you think the Bucks are going to win? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think for the Nets, it's... This is where we see how playing only, what, seven games in the... In the regular season with the Harden, Irving, and Durant being healthy. We're going to see the uh, how the lack of that is going to play a factor in the series. If, if it does at all for the Brooklyn Nets. But I think that for me, it's, I still got to lean Nets, but I think it's going to go six or seven for sure. For that for that series, oh, that's fine. That's where I'm at. Yep. But I but but Arnav did make a compelling case for the Bucks. I gotta say. Oh, I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not counting them out at all. It's gonna be close. They can definitely pull out this series. I think, and I think it's time for the uh, Bucks to put up or shut up because they. Sign Giannis to that big contract last year and or last offseason. And they've lost the last two years in disappointing fashion when they were favored to make the finals at least or at least go farther than they did. And I think that going in for Drew Holiday is big, big trade for them. So they need to basically this is what this is what they've been waiting for is a chance to prove the haters wrong in this series. Another thing about the Nets is that like in that one game the Celtics won where it was still like within their reach in the fourth quarter. When they're down, they just start playing hero ball. Which if you remember was exactly what happened to the OKC team with KD on him and Russ. And Harden. And they or, lost. Or the Golden Lee, State. Oh, that, that series? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see what happens, in, which is what I was talking about with the uh, lack of playing together there for the Brooklyn Nets. We got to see how... That core can handle adversity, and this is going to be definitely their toughest playoff matchup that they've had in years so far. And see how they can answer the call of the haters. But I think it's going to be a very exciting second round for 
that series at least. And next time we come on, we can we'll we'll definitely see how the first couple games of the second round for both conferences have shaped up. But I think that's a good place to call it a wrap. Seems good. Yep. Thanks for joining me again this uh, this week, guys. And Dope. like always, you can go find follow us on Twitter at the Tip Off Pie. You can also DM me or Arnov if you want to give your give some write that down predictions that we'll put on the pod as a guest predictor. Or if you want to um, give us some hot sports takes to uh, talk about on on the pod, we are definitely um, willing and excited to talk about though any any uh, topics you guys want us to talk about. But you can. Direct message me at Simon is tweeting, or direct message Arnov at Arnov Singh. That's A A R N A V S I N G H H. We also have a Reddit page that you can go look uh, follow, which is r slash tipoff podcast. Share the podcast to your friends and anyone. You can find it on anywhere you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. So give us a follow, give us a like, give us a five-star rating and a positive review. It will help us out greatly. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.